Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the always overjoyed Chris Randazzo. Because this is America, land of the free, home of the racist. <laughs> and the always jubilant Karen Randazzo. Come on, shirt up, bra down, flubies out, face slack. Dead girl porn, Cosby dream shot. <laughs> we here on this week's episode talk television. So sometimes we get a little spoilery. Uh, this week's show that we will be discussing is the premiere episode of season four of Orange is the New ba- Black, right? In season four? Yeah. believe so. Yeah. And then second half of the show, we're going to talk some news. And boy, did we! there's a gamut of news that we are trying to cover. So let's just jump right into it. Um, where we left Orange is the New Black last season... The Previously on Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Previously on X Men. Um, that was the best previously thing <laughs> ever. By the way, complete side tangent. I was doing a rewatch of X Men recently, and it's like it's not quite as good as I remember. It's not holding up too well. But man, every time Cyclops' voice. Previously on X Men, the lightning bolt thing goes over the logo. <laughs> F and rad. Just makes you feel better. It does. It's 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 good times. All right. Uh. Last episode of season three, Piper gets her girlfriend busted because she stole money from her. There's a hole in the fence. Everybody runs out of it to the lake, which is the most disgusting lake I've ever seen. And um, oh. and all the guards walked out. Go- guards the- walked out, unionizing and Capullo or Caputo going all corporate on them. And there's something big. I can't remember her name. I want to call her Donna. Girl, but, girl from that 70s show. It's, 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 it's Alex. Alex in this show, not Donna. Alex. Uh, Alex Got is it, being Donna. killed because apparently she, her, her ex-boss sent a hitman after her and he disguises himself. Well, shouldn't even, he got a job, apparently, at the prison as a, a CO and he corners her and starts to attack her. But like the whole season, she thought Lori Petty was the person that was. Lori Petty has turned out to be my favorite character, by the way. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Um, Yeah, she's nuts. So everybody, she uh, Alex had this thing that it was her being sent to kill her. But as we find out in the beginning of season four, that is not the case. Um, I guess that the the final scene of everybody out playing in the water was nice. It was kind of weird. I didn't really understand it, but that's how season four starts, where everybody is going back, because apparently that area was unescapable. So one of the, the, the people, one of the prisoners said that. I don't understand how that's possible, but okay. Uh, I don't think it's totally unescapable, but, you know. I think, there was the, I think they were all just being realistic about what was happening right there. At least that was my understanding. They were like, yeah. no, one of them, one of the... Prisoners, I rewatched the final episode, said, oh, they're all running to the lake where it's unescapable. Okay. That was just to let uh, us know. Unescapable? That's yes. not even a word. That's what she said. And I figured, by definition, un hyphen escapable. Can't get, cannot, cannot escape. <laughs> um, uh, whatever. I, I can't remember if it started in the end of season three or the beginning of season four, but Crazy Eyes gets a girlfriend. That was the end of season three. Okay, so, yeah, at the beginning of season four, when everybody is is heading back to campus, the crazy eyes and her girlfriend just wander off into the woods, and boy, is that other girl nutty. Yeah, when crazy eyes realized that her girlfriend (laughs) was out-crazying her. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It was impressively crazy. Um so I, I, you sent this, Karen. I'm pretty sure it was you that sent this link to the 50 the gifts, gifts yeah. and it's every one of them is true, um, except for the. I don't like the opening theme song. I know that it is exactly one minute and twenty seconds long, so I have, I fast forward through it because. It's the same thing over and over again. I would like to say, I, just as a side tangent related to that, that's something that Netflix original series do that bothers me a lot. 
like they know people are binging these shows they're actually designed for it Mm -hmm. and then every single episode has a considerably long intro like daredevil for example and even though it's a decent intro I got sick and tired of sitting through that every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing out with Jessica Jones. Same thing with Orange and the New Black. It's it, it's the same thing with Voltron. Every show has got some big, long-ass intro. Like, even network television shows don't do that anymore. And I guess there's sort of a lost art to the intro, which is, is cool that they all have them. I'm with you, Evan. I don't really... I don't particularly care for the intro mm-hmm. to Orange is the New Black. Like, yeah. it's... it's I don't love the song, and it's just T-Zone's splashed uncomfortably across the screen <laughs> for like two minutes or whatever. But um, it's uh, it's it's bothersome to me that they do that. Like maybe do it and a full intro in the first episode of your season and then cut it down throughout, which is something that they do on network television a lot. But it's, it's a gripe of mine with Netflix. It's with, out of all the wonderful things they do with their original series. I think the fact that they, there's no real easy just quick skip the intro kind of a thing for binge watching, which would also be helpful. I don't know. They're they're the ones creating the content. They could easily do something like that. Right, I right. Like I with I've experienced, I got myself. Uh, go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. I just feel like I've experienced watching other shows that weren't Netflix originals on Netflix in a binge situation where it did automatically skip. Yeah, I I remember that. It does that? So why do they do that with their own shows? You know, why do they why do they skip the intro with shows that they don't own and then force you to watch the intros of their own shows I, when I, they know you don't want to watch it? All I know yeah. is is that I got the new Apple TV that has the it has a button on it that I push and then I could talk to it and tell it what to do, and I hit and hold and depending on how long it takes for the little thing to pop up, I will say fast forward fifty five seconds. <laughs> and then it jumps 55 seconds and it's always the end of the the the, the animal the animal blada 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 so i'm just going to click through these little gifts the first one was about the intro music i didn't agree the second one was about lolly saving alex which um that woman snapped throat crushed that man like stomped the hell out of that guard to the point where they actually left boot prints on his throat. I thought yes, that was pretty. Was, that was quite visceral, and I also loved the fact that she just turned around like, "So everyone's jumping in that pool." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you may want to go. <laughs> uh, number two was when Piper says she's gangsta. <laughs> ugh, ugh. And this was the the beginning of this season was where she has the conversation with the little asian woman right yes <laughs> yeah like I'm, I'm a pretty big deal and then the asian woman goes off and she's like yeah you're everybody doesn't give a shit about you they're all in the lake she goes well aren't you going she's like no i'm gonna go take a shower in the good shower with lots of hot water and deep conditioning rinse Ooh, it's gonna be awesome that little asian lady's funny yeah she she cracks me up and also piper is the worst yeah yeah I was already starting to dislike her at the end of the last season, but the beginning of this season, I was like, you're gross. Just, <laughs> just stop. Uh, number, whatever, number five, it says, I guess, uh, when crazy eyes is feeling Maureen's earlobe. So that's crazy woman feeling even crazier woman's earlobe. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. That was, that was weird. It was just weird. Um, <laughs> you, your quote, Cosby dream shot. <laughs> I yeah. didn't realize that it, this was that close to filming now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel that's more current, that joke, than the, this show should be. Yeah, the the writing is really not pulling any punches. And that particular joke was the one that when I, I've seen the premiere twice now. And the first time I saw it, I spit my water back <laughs> into my glass. <laughs> nice. You got a spit take from the show. <laughs> Um, uh, Morello talking about her wedding. So last season, I, I don't know what's wrong with her. I know they went into a backstory about her, but I don't feel like that accent that she puts on is real. Um, but she got married to an Italian fella. And at the beginning of this episode, she is just beaming with joy about how, you know, she got married and, and got laid. 
And everybody else was like, yeah, but we went, we got out for a little bit. We were in the lake having a good time. It was awesome. Yeah, that was really <laughs> cute, that, that whole scene about. And, I, and I, what I liked about that was that, you know, they were all kind of giving her shit um, by making their lake experience more important than her wedding. And then the guard came by and stole her veil. And after that, everybody kind of flipped the script and wanted to know about her wedding to you know mm-hmm. they started of, defending her yeah just to you know unify everybody and it's still we're still all together and us against the guards even if you know we're giving you shit sometimes <laughs> uh we have a new inmate this season um we have a lot of new well inmates well this season. Uh, the the other all right at the end of last <sighs> season a bus pulls up and drops off I, i'm guessing twice as many inmates as there were there or doubling the amount it seems like a shit ton of inmates showed up because uh another prison had to, they had to transfer out of another prison so this season starts with everybody getting back from the lake and the like every the whole another room of people that are <laughs> in essence checking in the the Judy King character is showing up at the same time. And Judy King is a television personality in the vein of um, oh, what the Martha f- Stewart. Ma- yeah, and- Martha! Or Paula Martha. Dean. <laughs> yeah, I guess she does have a bit of Paula Dean in her. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's a cross between Paula Dean and Martha Stewart. Uh, but she is check self, self-checking herself. I don't know. She's... she's She's self-surrendering. Self-surrendering. That's the term they use. Yes. Where And she just shows up and nobody's there because everybody is... Like, there's this whole scene with them getting into the, the riot gear, which I found hysterical. Um, but nobody's at like the front desk, if you will. And she's just sitting there chilling. Um, loose check. The, 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 the bum of, of the guards. The, the guy yes. who's like the, I guess, IT electrical... Yeah, he's like I don't know, handyman dude. <laughs> like I don't know if he's really a guard or or what. Um, he reminds me of the guy from that that show that oh, fucking Zach is his name Zach from that that Deadbeat show, and he was in Reaper. Oh. He reminds me of him a lot. He does. He does remind me of him. Yeah. Um, but they they have this moment where they're they're bonding. Actually, they have a number of moments throughout the episode because Luschek is sent to fix the printer to get all the names of the inmates, the current inmates, so that they can verify that everybody came back from the lake. And he's got to change the printer ink, and he's just sitting there waiting for the thing to print. And he and Judy King just start chatting and bonding. So it was a weird little side note, a neat introduction to to the, the King character. Um now, I who is who's Maureen? Maureen is Cacudio. C- is is Crazy Eyes girlfriend? Sorry. Uh, uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, it says uh, Caputo implies that Maureen did something really bad in her past, and it was just him reading his her file. Um, right. I thought that was. I mean, I agree with this particular GIF reaction that's in this article that I linked for you guys. It. It is very intriguing. Right. What, I wish to know more about Kakudio. Did we ever find out what Crazy Eyes did? I don't know. I mean, I think we did, but I can't remember. I know there was there was some sort of backstory on her. The, I just I remember that when she when the two of them were in the woods talking mm-hmm. and they you know, they were escaped and debating about whether to go back. That Kakudio was like, why should we be have to be punished for our mistakes? I didn't hurt anybody, and Crazy Eyes said I did. Right, and that's my point. Like, if if Kakudio, like how, if she didn't hurt anybody, how could it be that bad or how, that big of a deal? So I don't know. Yes, I guess it is intriguing. Um, Pusey, her 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 infatuation with with Judy is ridiculous. That moment though was hysterical when they like she almost got her as a roommate and then she didn't and she was like nobody saw this shit. <laughs> she, later on in the season, she 
there's uh, an instance where the little Asian girl has tried to talk to Judy to say, you know, I, it would be really nice if you could talk to... Oh, your little retarded friend. <laughs> no, she's not... You're not supposed to say that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so apparently at the end of last season when they thought they killed the hitman, they did not. They just crushed his throat and he survived. So when Alex goes back to the greenhouse to take care of the body, she actually has to kill him. And that was one of the more visceral scenes of the first episode because she is not okay with it. She is like, she's really fucked up over this whole situation. It was. Yeah, that was the, that was, especially when she pulled back the tarp and his eyes were still open and he was, Mm -hmm. she she could tell he was breathing. That was really like, like this, this whole premiere was pretty light. And then there was that. And it was like all of a sudden this horror moment in the middle of this, all this funny stuff. And she did a re- like she did a really good job. Like her, I can never say that she did a really good job acting in the show. It was never. I mean, she did okay. It was nothing fantastic, but this whole scene and this whole interaction between her, the the the, the hitman, the Laura Petty character, like she did a really good job. I I I, I enjoyed it. Um, Healy struts in with his Jamba Juice. He- Healy's the only guy left from the last regime of guards. Um. Yeah, and I, I think he's less of a guard, more of like, he's like the counselor for the women, so he's in a different situation than the rest of the guards that walked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, like, really is thrilled about the fact that he's buddies with Caputo. You think so? I felt like he was being sarcastic every time he said big dog or woof, woof, woof. No, I think he just like, you know, any anybody who... Uh, he, he he needs for like friends to boost his ego and for some reason he gets along with Caputo so I don't know. Yeah. To me that felt like a genuine thing okay. from him. All right, I'll buy it. Um and the last two gifts I thought were great cuz I, I when Alex and Holly and Lolly have to cut up the, okay. So they Alex kills him again, covers him up, goes to sleep. And then Lolly wakes her up the next day saying that they have to take care of their their little problem in the greenhouse. When they go out there, I, I don't know the name of the, the character. Do, do, do either I believe of her name is Frida. Okay. Uh, though I don't think that's like a well-known thing. But anyway. Frida is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yes. She's great. <laughs> She That's talks like she, math. she. She. I really thought. I figured one of you would use that. It's easier to dig. No, rather than dig one six foot hole, it's easier to dig, dig six, six one six foot, foot, foot holes. holes. That's just simple murder math. Like that was great. So, Frida is instructing them on what they have to do to dispose of the body, and she tells them that, in not so many words, that she, they have to cut him up and bury the pieces of the body in the garden because the soil's Which, already turned and i mean it's a pretty genius way to right makes sense you know. but eventually those plants are going to die they're going to have to till the soil again and they're going to find the body but that's besides the point what's good but as they they i i will call it a montage i feel it was a montage of them cutting up the body <laughs> with with papa roach's last resort playing in the background yeah. <laughs> I, w- if I didn't hate that song so much, I probably would have liked that scene a lot more. <laughs> it's just the the proper wordage for that scene. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty spot, spot on. on. Yeah, the music cues for the show, man, are really done well. <laughs> yes. They they're very very appropriate because they they went from that and then they went to the credits, which was that sort of very twee indie girl group singing that motherfucker got fucked up because he got in the way (laughs) yes (laughs) yes um so i think that pretty much covers the the were there any nothing nothing else major happens um uh let me see all right let's look let's let me i mean there were those two uh the the fat guy and the other lady guard that like almost went back in to put on the riot gear and they said nah fuck him yeah it's the <laughs> that was great a couple of the original guards 
who are now now a couple. <laughs> oh, I love putting on the riot gear. <laughs> Just uh, the overall. I think my favorite part of the premiere is just uh, everything with Caputo and dealing with the, you know, transition to the corporate and getting the inmates rounded back up and him, like, adjusting to his newfound power of, yeah, I'm the warden. Like, for some reason, the inmate stories to me were not as interesting as the the story of the staff of the prison for this episode. Well, we have a new... um well, we have a bunch of new guards coming in this season, but we see one of them up, uh, at one point in time. Caputo calls. I don't know who he called, but he called someone to get a bunch of guards to come from the, the maximum security prison to help him out because all of his guards walked out. And that big burly dude with the beard who. Yeah, he's not messing around. He, no, he is not. And he does. He is a, very good at his job. Lots of yelling. Lots of intimidation. I believe him. And there's- I hope it doesn't turn out that he's like crooked in some way, shape, or form. I, I really would like to believe that there's not much more to that character than he is somebody that genuinely gives a crap about doing his job well. Like I, I've seen a number of the episodes, <clears throat> and you're safe. He is he, good. So far, he is what he appears to be. There is a little twist. I'd say four or five episodes in about his character, but it fits perfectly with the story that is Orange is the New Black. Um, my favorite part of this whole show, this episode, and a number of the following episodes is not much of it is about Piper. Yes. Actually, very little of it is about Piper. Um, there's a, there's in the, in the first episode, there's, you know, we, we see that the influx of inmates is primarily of his Hispanic descent. So it sort of feels like there's a, a tipping of the scales going on uh, that plays into the, the rest of the, the season as well. I, it's setting the stage for it. I, I It took me a while to get back into the show. I watched the first episode when it first released. It, I took a, a, a break and then. Yesterday and today, I watched another five episodes. So it's enjoyable. I really, I'm really liking that they're conti- they're continuing the right parts of the show. Yeah, I think they've figured out by this point that Piper's story has kind of run its course. And although in the beginning she was, uh, she was the audience's way into the prison, into an unfamiliar world. It's now more familiar that we've been in it for three, four seasons, so we don't need her anymore, and she's the worst. Yeah, so. they've really they've corrupted the character from being <laughs> in prison so thoroughly that it's making she's become very unrelatable and just kind of gross. I I hope that the the show finds a way to redeem her in some way, shape, or form, um, because I I don't know I I. I I agree. She was the, the the window into that world. Like she was our connective tissue. And obviously, the longer she's in jail, the more she's going to uh, kind of change. You know, it, it changes a person from what I've come to understand it. I don't have any personal experience with it, but um, I I would like to see some sort of I don't know something kind of positive happen with her because right now where they're taking the character is is just gross and. Really, I think what she's doing is extraordinarily dangerous, and I want to see I want to see that have real repercussions for her. Like I just do, because her pretending to be a huge, awful badass or whatever when she's really not. Uh, I want to see that have repercussions, because I think it's gross. I think that they've made her into a pretty unlikable person, and, and they 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 seem to strive for that last season. Because of that whole thing that she was doing with the panties and whatnot and making money mm-hmm. off, you know, making money from the inside where that type of business is is, is going to be taken away from her. There are those that are more savvy than her and it's shit's going to go sideways. I'm glad that they're not that's not the main focus of episode one or 
even a couple of the the following episodes they're concentrating a lot on the rest of the cast of characters and and there's a lot of there's a lot of shit to tell there man there's a, a plethora of different people on the show that are worth talking about <clears throat> mm-hmm, absolutely so i think um, that i think they're doing pretty good so far yeah i've seen the first three episodes um, i've only seen the one i and what i've read is that this season gets incredibly dark mm-hmm. which i don't know from experience but that's what i hear but i i hope that's true because I felt like the first three were pretty light and, you know, sometimes in ways that I was like, okay, this is cute, but, um, I don't know. Shit I, does I, get I, pretty I, dark. I mean, and, I just... Maybe I, that's just the show's way of balancing the season by throwing all the lighter stuff towards the beginning. But, uh, I, I could have used a little bit more meat in the in the early goings, in the early episodes. Well, I, I can't remember what episode I just stopped on. Thankfully, Netflix remembers that for me. But <laughs> at the point in which I stopped it, I was like, oh, man, I really hope that this, what I'm seeing about to happen doesn't happen. It's it's It puts a lot of those, the heavier things... They always seem to end on at the, the like they they seem to start at the end of the episode, so you don't know if it's going to carry into the next episode. So, right. mini little cliffhangers, seeing as all I have to do is click a button and I'll get the next one. <laughs> but um, or in some cases, all you have to do is not click any buttons. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, fifteen seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, it gets it gets a little rough. Uh, so this from last season um what is that character's name the one that was put down in the shoe for for her own protection sophia sophia yeah she is still locked up and in the later episodes that 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 plays a big part in what's going on with the show because and i know that they also did that because um what's her face laverne cox is like blowing up famous and has a bunch of other projects they're like well let's throw her in the shoe for a bunch of episodes so she can go off and do rocky horror you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's a convenient device it is i mean they're one of the characters we hadn't seen since the middle of last uh nikki is that her name Mm -hmm. oh good we get to see more nikki at some point in time we do um but it's not for a couple of episodes which like she was a strong character in this show, and it and it she was it, it the fact that the story continued as well as it did without her, it says something about the show. Like they're do, they're doing right by the characters, and agreed. They didn't swap her. Like I felt like with that Australian chick at the la- end of last season, I felt like she was a cookie cutter character where they just took one out, put someone else in. They didn't do that for Nikki. Which they very easily could have just you know another junkie, just throw her in there, fill that spot. You know they they decided to go with that king character, which was a substitute, which is you know another another person thrown in there to. I, I don't even know if she she really doesn't have much to do with any of the other characters other than Poussey. <laughs> like it's weird, but it, they're doing a good job. I really I'm, I, I'm enjoying. I it. I think the strength of the show is its characters. They they always seem to come up with new people who are interesting that you want to see more and they just screwed it up with the first one where they uh started with piper and piper wasn't bad for the first season or two right i guess season three is when everything went bad for her and she just skyrocketed down so but yeah it's it's good i'm giving it a thumbs up i'm enjoying it one other little Easter egg for those of us who are Sports Nights fans. Uh, do you know where you have seen the actor who plays uh, Piscatello, the big burly guard, before? Ooh, I'm going to assume I do. Sports Night? You do? <laughs> yeah. Did you look it up? No. You just recognized him from that? I just watched Sports Night like a few weeks ago. <laughs> oh, bite me. Okay, well, he's uh, he plays Christian Patrick, who is... Uh, I think two episodes in the first season of Sports Night is a big burly football player who sort of questionably sexually assaults Natalie. Oh, Jesus. Um, 
Well, yeah, he can't. So he's really good at playing like kind of big, imposing bad dudes. He he is. Yeah, he, and I haven't <laughs> seen him since. So good for good on him for getting some work, I guess. He, I, I I'm looking at his credits, and yeah, no, none of these things are ringing any bells. Pee-wee's Big Holiday. He was Grizzly Bear Daniels, if that means anything. He's having a, 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 a nice run on Netflix. A see. renaissance. <laughs> but he's he's a big, intimidating dude, so good for him. Quite. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we're going to talk some, uh, some news, some TV news. So uh, stay tuned. Have you heard of this crazy Pokemon Go thing? Apparently, all you have to do is go outside, abandon all sense of reason, trespass, walk blindly into traffic, and generally be a complete jackass, and you can collect pretend monsters. Or maybe it's just an app that encourages folks to go outside. Either way, Brandon and Travis have enrolled in Pokemon University and begun catching the wild critters wherever they go. Hear them talk about it, among other things, in Apathetic Enthusiasm, Episode 75. The Secret Life of Pokemon. Trish Reyes is back with another installment in her new series, Before Their Time. This time talking about the unusuals. It's definitely not a show about a bunch of usual things. Actually, it's an enthralling show from the creator of the TV version of Fargo. And even with a killer time slot and ex- excellent writing, got cancelled before it had a chance. Find out why you should dig this 1990 classic up in Before Their Time, The Unusuals. Dan Ryan kicks it old school in the latest video game slash beer pairing by putting the delightful flavor of Sweet Baby Jesus right next to the tricky yet charming point-and-click adventure of King's Quest. What binds these two great tastes together? Where would anyone even find a copy of the original King's Quest? Learn the answers to these questions and more in Bits and Brews, Sweet Baby Jesus, and King's Quest. Did you know that Geek Age Summer Martial Arts Movie Series is back? Yes, from the brain of Why I Love Wrestling's Dan Ryan comes Kung Fu Fridays, every Friday this summer. This week's entry was all about the recent Kickstarter-fueled sensation, Kung Fury, and why anyone with a pulse should take a little time and watch this masterpiece. Don't miss Kung Fu Friday's Kung Fury. You can catch all this great stuff, plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials. Oh, you're welcome. I know. You're such a giving human being. Let's get into some news. Um, Previously on this week's episode, we speculated at the fact that Game of Thrones was going to have a final season. Being next season. It eventually will have a final season. Whether it's next season or not, we're still not sure. Um, but thanks for clarifying, but we did get the fact that, you know, there will be 13 to 15 more episodes. I'm assuming that it's going to be two short seasons as opposed to the right there, 10 episode seasons that now. Yes. So I'm going to say that that's going to be two short seasons. It's all speculation. Yeah, we're going to get more Game of Thrones next season. And we're at least getting a full season. Maybe we'll get another half season. Who knows? But that was actually posted right after we reported it last week. So I wanted to clarify that we still have no idea what's going on. Neither does the internet. There will be more episodes. There will be more episodes. How many more? We don't know. Um, Just a little look behind the curtain. How we decide on what news articles we're going to discuss is we have this little little app that we just start throwing links into so they're going to come from all over the place but karen i, I want to say it was you that posted this lance bass article mm-hmm. which i i'm going to talk about it because i'm i'm losing respect for the lgb whatever community for getting into this race why 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 do we do they need a a a reality dating show they were the high like they were they were better than that <laughs> like really they were supposed to show us how to do things correctly 
Apparently, Logo is going to start a new show called Finding Prince Charming. Um, it's going to be hosted by Lance Bass, and it's going to be a Bachelor-esque show, I'm assuming, where it's it's all gentlemen, all gay gentlemen. I believe the answer you're looking for is capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll buy that for a dollar. It, it, yeah, it, I mean, and that's why <laughs> the thing ab- <laughs> the thing about equality is that you know you can't just have equality in only the things that you like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we still have to allow them to do the stupid things as well. Is that is that what you're telling me? It's it's got to be all encompassing, and so you know, clearly they they think there's an audience for this show, and. I don't know. I have to say, I think I'd probably watch the hell out of it if I had logo, which I don't. Well, but. I, I do like there's a there's a the one line that caught my eye. Finding Prince Charming will take viewers on a whirlwind journey through modern love and relationships in a way that only logo can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was it you were saying earlier about logo, dear? I I said I didn't really know what it was, and you said it was like the gay channel and i said oh you mean bravo and you said no the openly gay channel <laughs> <laughs> very funny very funny uh so yeah i'm just upset that we're getting another dating show i don't care who's well, actually dating firefly is still off the getting air rid of them that yeah um yeah you know good good for whoever's making this show Whoever's going to be on it, I mean, sure. Uh, go nuts. I, I This is one that it is in. It's interesting that it's a story. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised I, it took this long. I, that's yeah, a- I'm kind of with you there. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised that it took this long. But um, I mean, especially on this, you know, that this network even exists for them to not just jump right into. Let's do a let's do a dating series because everyone loves the best. Well, People love the Bachelor. <laughs> bachelor. The Bachelor is a very popular show. Yes, yes. there you go. Yes, That's is. what I'm trying to say. Um, all right, uh, we got confirmation that Wally West will be, or a version of Wally West will be Kid Flash on next season. We got some imagery of his costume. Yep, that's pretty cool. It's kind of badass looking. Uh, it's very similar to the comic book version of him, except for the fact that it's a black guy. Other than that, it's kind of like a combination of the both like the New 52 Wally West, who is a black guy, Mm -hmm. and the non New 52 Wally West, who is not a black guy. It's like a combination of their costumes. It's really interesting. And when I say the the not a black guy, it's like a white redheaded dude, like the opposite of a black guy. Yeah, yeah. Wally West is a ginger in the comics. (laughs) So, which is fine. It doesn't. What I don't like is that. They're not just, I want them to just dive in, just make, you know, they set the stage for West to be a speedster. They, they threw him in that explosion. They, whatever, just make him run fast. Don't do it like world earth 17 where he comes through. Just let maybe be- it's time travel. Maybe it's a Wally West from the future. Who? And they're just saying, yeah, you're going to do this in like six weeks. Peace. <laughs> like, I don't know. Out about <laughs> this show has rarely led us astray. Uh, so I, I have complete faith that they're going to do whatever they're going to do. And it's going to be awesome. It's, and it's a very good, good bet on that. Um, Karen, I don't know where this came from. The, the Doctor Who Matt Smith rumor to return. Okay, this, first of all, I have a uh, Twitter feed set up specifically to search for TV news stories for for this exact purpose. This didn't come from that. This came from the trending sidebar of Facebook this morning before I'd have my coffee and I'm sitting there at work and all of a sudden I'm like, what the fuck? Was there a spit take? Did you spit out your coffee? No. Oh, okay. Coffee is far too precious I for believe, that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and also, I believe I did say what out loud, which, <laughs> like, I did, I, I, it, it, as a reflex came out of my mouth <laughs> the way David Tennant would say it at the end of every season finale, what? where, you know, every, you know, 
the whole story would be wrapped up and then something completely random would happen to that would be the end of the episode and he'd go, what? <laughs> like, like now the Titanic is in the TARDIS. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was my exact picture-perfect reaction to this story. They're saying <coughs> Matt Smith is rumored to return to the role of Doctor Who in some... of, of the Doctor on Doctor Who yeah, but in that's, some capacity. But that, that shit has happened before. Like a bunch of it's doctors have gotten together. That... Yes. So and those are returning doctors as doctors, right? I don't know how to say that. That that would be the way that they could do it. That I would accept. I would love to see a multiple doctor storyline, especially. I mean, we got to see one around the fiftieth anniversary that had Tennant and Smith and John Hurt and even a little cameo from Tom Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, that was enjoyable. I'm an old school Whovian, so. I re- I the the they used to do this not all the time but a lot more often mm-hmm. with multiple doctor storylines. So I would love to see Smith's doctor and Capaldi's doctor mix it up. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Uh, that would be fantastic. In reading, it was also I read, they mentioned in the article, and it was one of the it's one of the things from that 50th anniversary special that sticks out in my head an awful lot was that like you said we we saw Tom Baker in there as the doctor presumably saying that something along the lines of that you may find yourself revisiting some of your favorites uh towards the end of your life mm-hmm. um which i think is a really interesting uh right. very interesting concept i don't i still wouldn't really like to see capaldi leave and then go right back to smith like i think that would be i think that's a bad play but i don't think they're gonna do that i i really hope not and i think the the bulk of the fan base would go bananas yeah like in a bad way agreed i'm pretty sure it was in this article that i read it that when capaldi turned well when capaldi came on scene and he was like why this face was that a was there was there a reason for that yeah why well he was um that Peter Capaldi played a character on Doctor Who previously in a previous episode. He was in the was it the Fires of Pompeii? Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, okay, so they kind of played into that. Like, why did the Doctor regenerate as that face of that guy from that episode? And I can't remember exactly the it reason. Was, it was something um, to deal with that character's personality or something. It was that um, when the Tenth Doctor saved. Capaldi's character in the fires of Pompeii he was the 10th doctor was distraught about the fact that he couldn't save everybody in Pompeii and Donna was like you just need to save these people and uh, so him having the Capaldi face was a reminder to himself to just you know do what he could and save the people that he could okay okay interesting uh I saw that somewhere here in this article, and I couldn't remember why, if they actually explained that. <clears throat> so, maybe we'll get Smith back for a couple episodes. I don't... I want I, something multi-doctor, and I want Eccleston back for something. <laughs> then don't hold your breath, dear. Wait, wasn't Eccleston the one that didn't show up the last time? Exactly. Yep. They had freaking Paul McGann back, for crying out loud, and I would still like to see him in an episode proper, too, but... I think you're probably going to have to just get some big Finnish audiobooks, dear. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Though his little bit in that little pre preload to the 50th was freaking awesome. It was fantastic. It was, it was it great. Was, it was confirmation that, like, as silly as the 1996 Fox TV movie was, Paul <coughs> McGann was not a bad choice for the Doctor. No, yeah, he was easily the best thing about that. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, let's go over here. Up. Oh. Interestingly enough, Catastrophe, a show that we have spoken about here, has been renewed not only for another season, but for another two seasons. So Two more seasons. Which is great. Such a relief. I it it's uh it's an Amazon original, so it's it's getting its its justice because it's actually a very good show. It's an Amazon well, it's an Amazon original, but that's um It's a UK show. It's actually a BBC show, yeah. Yeah. Or I think ITV. Anyway. Yeah, and those motherfuckers just take it however the li- however long they want and just abandon shows whenever they want because they can do that. So because <laughs> they can just 
do it whenever they want to. We didn't. We there was no guarantee that the show was going to come back. So this is a huge relief to know that we get to spend more time with these characters. At least for me and Evan, who. Well, I, I and knowing that they're getting another two seasons, they can flush. They can stretch out stories all as well. Make them larger, more encompassing, which is good. Yeah, it's good to know. Like I, I like that there's you know sort of a finite limit on it, but also that it is a larger amount of story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this little bit of news sort of disheartened me. Apparently, we are everyone I know is breaking the law. Yep. Uh, sharing of Netflix and HBO Go passwords is technically a federal crime under the Ninth Circuit ruling. So, guys, I need you to immediately stop using my HBO Go account. <laughs> I'm gonna, what do you mean? Where I'm going to have to tell my that? mom to stop using my Netflix account. This is fucking retarded. I'm sorry. It's and stupid. And at the same time, the, the, didn't the rates for Netflix that yes. just went up or they're going to go up? Yes. Uh, yes, they just went up. Well, I mean, prove that they're not paying you for half of it or something. You're allowed to have multiple accounts mm-hmm. on the same account. No, we hang out all the time, Chris, and whenever I'm over at your house, that's I just turn on my Netflix. It's fine. When I'm at my mom's house, I use I don't want to watch her HBO Go. I want to watch my HBO Go. That's why I pay for and my HBO Go. What I've noticed is that you you have, you know, you have Netflix, you have multiple user mm-hmm. um, accounts. If you are if two people are watching simultaneously, in different accounts uh, or different different users in the same account and then a third user tries to go in it won't let you it prompts you to upgrade your account to allow four users to simultaneously view mm-hmm. so that's another thing they're doing and you can't blame them for that but no no I mean that somewhere in here in this article it says that they're you know subject to s- you know, the people sharing passwords is costing them, like, hundreds of millions of dollars, yeah. which I believe. I do believe. But, you know what, if for anybody who's out there sharing Netflix Netflix passwords with somebody, whoever is, you know, being nice enough to share it, you know, good on you. But, really, you have to realize that Netflix is freaking worth the money. Absolutely. Like, it's not that expensive, and it is – you get what you pay for with Netflix. That is a service – that is well worth paying for. And within that article, it actually says most people that share a Netflix password end up getting their own Netflix account. Mm-hmm. They don't say that about HBO Go because that's not the case. One, Very much once, not the case. Once fucking Game of Thrones is over, nobody's watching HBO Go. <laughs> All right. There was another. Um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say that that links to another. You know, another story that we had in our queue here to talk yeah, about. Yeah, and it's 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 just more disheartening news about the Hulu, Netflix, CW debacle, where it is straight up all about the cash money. Um, it's we're not getting Hulu. Hulu is not getting the CW chat the CW shows on that Rolling Five anymore. Netflix has Netflix has worked a deal where they will get it. Uh, I think it was eight days after the final airing of the season finale. <clears throat> yeah. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's disheartening for Hulu users. But since we have both, to me, this is just more reason to cancel Hulu. Um, mm-hmm. Well, it's because, also going to put a damper on the actual show. Because yeah, very few I people mean, are actually watching these shows on the CW. Right, exactly. So it's just, it's just going to make more uh, people... Who watched the show after the fact, after it's aired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it breaks my heart, but chances are we're not going to be watching The Flash live. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to be watching Arrow when it when it airs. We're going to have to wait till it's over and just be behind on everything. Mm-hmm. Next summer, we're going to be busy as hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you were just like, what, six or seven shows we watch on the CW, they were just, they're just all going to drop at the same time and we're going to and and stick our kid in, I don't know, some kind of day camp and just <laughs> like tell work, okay, we're using all our paid time off. We have to catch up on friggin' a whole season of six shows. It, it It's even for people like myself who I stupidly still pay for cable. I won't watch them live. I will uh, DVR them and watch them. So at even at a 15-minute delay 
as so that I can fast forward through commercials. Yeah. I will, and that's the only, it's there because they get paid for their commercials. That's why they're not, that's why there's that deal in the works. And it is pretty nice to watch shows on Netflix with no commercials in them. Like watching iZombie mm-hmm. on Netflix has just been great because mm-hmm. <laughs> you start up the episode and it just goes. Like you don't have to try to skip commercials and. And 42 minutes later, it's over <laughs> yeah. instead of a full hour. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And um, all right, let's let's while we're talking about Netflix, this is the final story of the evening, and this made my heart sing. I don't know why. I haven't thought about this show in forever. Apparently, Netflix is rebooting Lost in Space. Yay! I don't know why I feel yay about that. Because <laughs> all right, Netflix <laughs> has a great track record, uh, especially true. in the 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 rebooting or remastering the reboot of department, things. like. <laughs> Between Danger Mouse and Voltron alone, I'm thrilled. So, uh, Lost in Space, that could be... So, a modern take on Lost in Space could be so much fun. And... Because yes. that movie was a big old pile of turds. But, it, no, and, it uh, wasn't. It was... It was its time. Okay? But... It, it, you know, watching it now is like looking at a time capsule of everything that was wrong with movies at that time. Right. But it wasn't... Then it wasn't wrong. Then it was right. Now it's wrong because now is now. Then was that. I, I don't know, man. I didn't like it then either. And I know <laughs> it was the movie a 1960 got... show, Chris. You weren't around then. I'm talking about the movie. Lost in Space, the movie? Yes. Why are you talking about the movie when they're rebooting the 1960 sci-fi classic television show? Because that was the last time they tried to reboot Lost in Space and it was a miserable flame. Fucking failure. Joey was on that show, dude. <laughs> I know it was awful, but the original Lost in Space, like it was, it was great. I mean, granted, I wasn't watching it at the time, but like you watch that, and it, it, like you're saying, it's it's a product of its time. The '90s movie is it everything that was wrong with movies at that time. How, Lost in Space was everything that was right about TV at that time. It actually shows how bad that movie was up until the point in time you actually said the 1990s movie. I had forgotten that they actually remade or rebooted the television show into a 1990s movie. Oh, God, it was so it bad. Was so bad. Such a bad movie. But I, I am a little skeptical about this reboot just because of the camp factor of the 1960s show. Like, I don't know how they're going to do that now and, like, make me not, I don't know, I, they, make they, me buy it. They probably won't. It won't be the... It'll... Like, they can't do a dark, gritty reboot of Lost in Space. Why That's not? fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Why not? Because it's fucking ridiculous, it's ridiculous. <laughs> They need to treat it like, I mean, it's got to be a little bit more grounded than other, <laughs> other space was, but, like, make a space comedy. Like, make it campy, make it funny, the make it fun. The robot actually kills the little boy and spend the rest of the nine <laughs> episodes trying to destroy the robot. I like that. I would watch that. <laughs> I, I, have, I have complete faith in, in them. I think they're going to do something really special with it because that's a property that is like, I, th- I feel like that's a property that's Here's ripe right. for, for a new take to be really oh, interesting. Well, and fun. okay, hold on. Zach Estrin, co-producer. All right, the producer is Zach Estrin, who did um, Prison Break, which I liked. Prison Break. Okay. Um, Please tell us we're going to get Leonard Snart on this show. Oh my god. <laughs> Wentworth Miller, yes. I'm so the fuck in. Wentworth Miller and Lost in Space, please make it happen. <laughs> oh dear. Um but the series will be written by Matt Zamaza and Burke Sharpless. The duo behind the films Dracula Untold, The Last Witch Hunter, and Gods of Egypt. And there's uh, your problem. Otherwise known as Bad, Better, and Baddest. But we've never seen them write comedy. <laughs> yes, we have. Have you seen Egypt, <laughs> Gods of Egypt? That shit was funny. <laughs> also, you know, it's tough with a movie script because you don't know how many hands have really been into it, been mm. in that. You know, certain people get the credit for it, but it doesn't mean that mm. it was all their fault. Mm. I'm blaming them. Uh, actually, I am really looking forward to this. I do. I as well have high hopes for it. I mean, I'm trying to think, has Netflix messed up horribly yet on something that they've rebooted? No. 
Not that I can, Not think, that I can of. think of. Nothing that's popping in. I mean, they've had a couple of misses with some of their original content. Like, but they've had way more hits. Way more than hits. Misses. Yes. And at least they didn't put women into fucking Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw. I just saw. I'm going to watch as soon as we're done with this episode. That Honest Trailers did Ghostbusters too, and they're saying the movie that originally ra- or destroyed your child. <laughs> yeah. The movie that already destroyed your child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it is what it is. It is what it is, and honestly, the the only thing that I find disappointing about the new Ghostbusters movie is that it seems to just not be very funny, which was my fear when watching the first trailer, was like, this does not look very funny. And this no matter how many like, times they've retried yeah. with recutting the trailer and showing me new bits, it still hasn't made me laugh yet. It's the same humor as, like, Bridesmaids and stuff, and I, I didn't think it was all that... I didn't think that was that funny, so... It's clear that this movie is not going to be for me. Okay. Well, I, that's all I got for the night, guys. Anything else you want to chime in with? I would like to clarify that I do not believe that the inclusion of women in the cast of Ghostbusters ruined the movie. <laughs> I would just like to go on record as officially <laughs> saying that in case anybody hears that statement completely out of context and starts, you know, sending me hate mail. Just so you know, anybody that would take that out of context as soon as you said it, shut this off and started typing their <laughs> angry email to you. So they don't even hear your clarification at the end. <laughs> it's a, well, at least this way it's on record. There we and go. So there when go. I get, I can rebut their argument. <laughs> you could rebut their stupid faces. Anywho, yes. Chris. Hi. Hi. We've had a fun week. Yeah, we have. We've had a very interesting week. Yeah. You know why? Why? Because you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com. As well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit, you can like us on Facebook. And now in new fun and exciting ways like us on our very own Facebook page. That's right. This week's episode has a Facebook page. Go find it. Go like it. Go love it. Go make it your own. And uh, we're going to be posting what the next episode that we're going to be talking about is on the Facebook page so that we can generate a conversation about said, uh, said episode. So if you have thoughts, feelings, hopes, dreams that you want to share with whatever our next episode is going to be there on said facebook page you can just just put it all right there just put it out there in the open we will read it we will love it we may even read it on the show because we love you that much you can also find us on instagram at geekade subscribe to our youtube and twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on twitter at the underscore geekade or follow this show specifically at twepcast you can also find us individually on twitter i'm at geekade chris evan is at geekade underscore evan karen is at Shoot under the score the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed tonight, be sure to check out the show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes and Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Thank you so much, Chris. <coughs> so we're going to get back to regular... Showtimes. No more vacations or conventions or whatnot. So uh, am I announcing now or are we just going to save that for the Yeah, face? go ahead. Say what our next... Uh, what What's happening on next week's episode of this week's episode? <laughs> it's, it's the greatest American hero pilot. <laughs> I really want to make you guys watch that. I'm sorry in advance. I'm, we're good. I'm going to make good. you watch it. <laughs> just, we're going to watch know, it. I... I I am all on board with this idea. Just realize that if it's terrible, that we have the power to take revenge on you. And I also have the power to edit the fuck out of the show. So. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, haven't I sure loved that episode. (laughs) Very good. All right. So with that being said, from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Murder math. Good night. By the looks of the knife that I stabbed myself with at least three quarters of an inch deep. Yeesh. And why did you do that? Because I needed to feel something. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. You, you mean other than rage and frustration? Because I'm pretty sure you feel those all the damn time. So when we were on our hellish vacation...
um, <laughs> at the uh, the vacation from hell at the general store. They had this amazing thing that I, that I insisted we buy, and it was the right it was the rightest move I've ever made. <laughs> it's this like metal crab thing that's got like bouncy eyes, mm-hmm. and uh, it's got a candle on the inside, like elect- an electronic candle on the inside of it. I named him Crabulous L. Pinchington. <laughs> the L is for lobster. <laughs> <laughs> His first credit is Space Jam. <laughs> that, you have never seen that movie. You don't remember seeing it? No, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. Evan, the things that this man has never seen would blow your mind. I thought modern Looney Tunes sucked, and I didn't give a shit about basketball. <laughs> but okay, it's Space Jam. Thing. That's a fair point. What's your excuse for Ferris Bueller? What? And this concludes our broadcast day.